Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, uh, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10, for you and up to three of your friends. And you can watch or listen to Fine Dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Shitheads, welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your boy, the number one fuck boy, the number one fuck boy, the number one fuck boy. Joining me as always in the High and Mighty studios, my nearly silent co-host, Arthur Gabris. Arthur, give him a shout out. Killing that Nyla Bone dog. Also speaking of killing that Nyla Bone, joining me in the studio for the first time, lady tramping a bone with my dog as we speak, comedian, writer, Devin Field. Oh, sorry. I just had to get this bone out of my mouth. Just, <laughs> just about to make out with your dog. Dude, it's a great way to strengthen your teeth. <laughs> yeah. It's going to help I, you in the long well, run. Well, it's, it's actually got a lot of the weird vitamins and calcium that I need to get that great dental structure. <laughs> He's really going for it over here. Yeah, it's uh, disgusting after a while. Is that a, a real bone of any kind or a fake bone? No, that's a fake No, bone. that's like, you know, some hippies will get after you about the Nyla bone because like small little pieces come off. But this dude is like, a, like he's like a cartoon. Yeah. Do, like he just, if he inserts a real bone in his mouth, out comes like blood. You know what I mean? Like oh, he could just absolutely, he chews through everything. Yeah. He, uh, if you get him a toy that has... It says indestructible all over it, but there's like one tag that says like machine wash. He'll just pull at the one tag yeah, that's sure. weak for like yeah. six or seven hours. And yeah. It'll be like wet and long, like one string. I'm like, all right, well, you hacked the toy until it's not fun anymore. <laughs> I feel like I hear that from a lot of dog owners that that is like the case is that they they, they will have. Toys that are designed to be like, no dog can destroy this. And then within a day, their dog has destroyed Yeah, it's that. just like a dogs are seeking the weak. Like if if he gets, we start getting him flat toys, toys without stuffing in them. But if we get him a flat toy that has a squeaker in it, by like, if we leave it home, we'll come home and the squeaker, like a plastic ball, will just be in his mouth. And he'll be like, Chewing. I'm like, all right, well, I got to take this piece of plastic away from my dog. <laughs> those now. are what, they're very like, uh, I guess, basic, but those are, I feel like some of my favorite photos on the internet are like pe- owners coming home to their dogs having destroyed a room. Oh. It's just like objectively one of the funnier it visuals. It works so much, especially if you caption it with the dog's quote. <laughs> yes, of like, course. <laughs> that shit works for me. Of He's course. like, what toilet paper? Yeah, <laughs> like, sure. like, that's the shit. Oh, you're home early. <laughs> 
just like the dumbest first thought. But you look at it and you're like, you nailed it. This it is works me. so much. It's yeah. better than any Far Side comic. No, yeah, fuck you, Gary Larson. Yeah. You go fuck yourself, Gary. Gary Larson uh, lives in the area of Seattle that I grew up in, kind of nearby. But he is sort of like known because in one of the fancier neighborhoods, Laurelhurst in Seattle, he uh, has this huge house right on the lake. Oh, he's still like this big kind of gated community sort of fancy area. So people are like, that's Gary Larson's house. It's the same as when we, on the other side of the lake, we're like, that's Bill Gates's house and stuff. Uh, like he's like insanely rich. That's crazy. Yeah. At least his and real estate. Bill Gates? Bills. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Some freaking nerd. Who cares? I just saw a meme going around Facebook, like passed among, amongst aunts and uncles that was like, uh, Bill Gates limits... Uh, his kid, they have one computer in the house and it's in the kitchen. The kids don't have smartphones. And it's like Mark Zuckerberg's kids don't have smartphones. All like, And it was like all this shit that was like the leaders, the richest, the people getting richest I off see. tech uh, let their family use it the least. So they must know more than the rest it's just of them. absolutely not true. It's just a thousand percent just not true. Like, Can you imagine if at Bill Gates's Medina, Washington mansion, there was one like Dell PC in the, off the kitchen? Like everyone, like he sneaks down there to look at I porn. I like his kids fucking hate him because they're not allowed to have iPhones. Yeah, probably. Yeah, they're like, Jesus, Dad. Dad, let me have an iPhone like all my friends. It's like, I can't have my kid getting photographed yeah. with a fucking iPhone. Exactly. I imagine he's cursing and like grabbing his daughter's arm really hard. <laughs> Dad, you're hurting me. No one knows the side of Bill Gates. I won't let Jobs fuck me again. <laughs> Just so dark. He uh, that's uh, Bill Gates's house. In the, <laughs> he's inside. Like, you can see like a flash of light, and he's like choking a woman. <laughs> yep, that's he donates that's about a lot. It, yeah, the malaria. He's curing it. No, uh, that I have two things in this vein. Uh, one, my uh, my dad worked for Microsoft Publishing for like years and years, and uh, he and he was able to. He got the chance at one point later on to have dinner with Bill Gates, like him and like six other kind of Microsoft people like had dinner, not at his house, I don't think, maybe. Um, but uh, he ended up sitting right across from Bill Gates for the dinner. And he said that Bill Gates like barely touched his food and just kind of lightly rocked back and forth <laughs> in his chair. Like he was talking to everyone and like hanging out and stuff, but he just, for whatever reason. Absolutely believable. Yeah, exactly. It's just one of those where you're like, yeah, it sounds about right. Yeah. Like Bill An Gates, absolute genius yeah. who's like, I got to eat dinner with fucking five. Yeah. Let me just shake my way through this. The only comfort I feel is numbers. One, <laughs> yes, two, three. Yes, yeah, just quietly repeating. But then uh, I was just at a wedding of a friend uh this weekend in seattle and i'm going to seattle next weekend oh you're seattle talk oh yes. that's a great uh time are you going for bumbershoot i'm going festival? to play rugby actually oh cool yeah like a travel team that i'm part of we go somewhere oh, once year. we treat it like a bachelor party we play that's a game fun. on saturday and party thursday that's and, awesome yeah. do you know where you're playing no like, i don't know actually no I, I should get all those down. <laughs> it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah i don't know I've, there's a like there's a lot of do, is, would it be like in seattle proper you think yeah that, well yeah. why because i like I guess in my head, I, everything is either L.A. or New York because I'm the yes. most close-minded human <laughs> being. <laughs> sure. But there's some great like athletic fields that my buddies play. There's so much like pickup soccer in Seattle. And every oh. time I go like visit a friend, like this one friend of mine who used to live there, he'd be like, yeah, I'll be at this uh, park. Like, come meet up. And you'd walk up and it would just be the most idyllic like group of dudes <laughs> kicking around the soccer ball. And you're that's like, what Seattle oh, is. In, that's like what it. Washington State is in my head is like yeah. Goonies. You know, it's just all like, <laughs> yeah. it's all like that's what it is beautiful in my head, clips too. and like uh, cardinals. 
cardigans and everyone yeah. is like, you know. I went to an outdoor wedding this weekend where they got married on a dock and we, I was a groomsman and we were all barefoot. And <laughs> oh, like, that's fucking And they awesome. got in a canoe and paddled away together. After no! She paddled up in a canoe with her dad no! and got dropped at the dock and then got off and she was in like this great like 70s hippie kind of wedding dress. It was awesome. That was This perfect. makes me so happy. I know. It, it was the best. Disproportionately happy based yeah. on the fact that, <laughs> that I don't, don't even know, know you are. that well. That's right. <laughs> Yeah. These guys. You have zero concept of who these people are. But to me, I'm like, fuck that. Because yeah. if my wife, my wife always jokes, if if I was allowed to c- completely design our wedding, we would have worn tux shirt and jacket, board shorts, no shoes, uh, and been on the beach. Yes. And then ran in after. Yes. And she's like, I know. And that's why I plan the wedding. Yes, that's right. I know. And there was something that was so cool about that. Of they, they are very like um, low maintenance, just fun, easygoing outdoorsy Fucking people cool. so the dad like, delivering her on a canoe it was so yeah, right right. Like, here you go sweetheart <laughs> she's <laughs> yours now yeah, exactly. yeah, I'm, I'm out of here where you going rich what's going on um but i was hanging out with the, that that friend of mine who got married i won't say his name for the sake of this but he was a uh, he, he was a uh like a part-time uh spanish teacher at lakeside high school in seattle which is like the fancy rich kid high school and um Jeff Bezos's son was in his class, and he said that he's, he's like, "Oh yeah, he's fun. he's cool, you know." But uh, one day he came in and was like, uh, "Hey, I'm sorry, I, I couldn't uh, finish that assignment. My printer wasn't working, like, or my laptop was broken." He goes, "Like my laptop was broken, so I, I couldn't finish that assignment." And his, my my buddy was like, "All right, turn it in tomorrow." But in his head was like. I'm supposed to buy Bezos's kid's <laughs> laptop. Doesn't work. He can't. He can't finish his assignment because of a tech issue. Yeah, like, yeah. give me a fucking break. Uh, if only there was a way you can order a laptop that would be here in one day. <laughs> <laughs> if only drones knew where your house was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if only you could one-click purchase a laptop and have it delivered to your house in in a day. Yeah. Nah. If only there was some. <laughs> it's, it shows how ballsy just teenagers are that yeah. they'll just be like, "I'm just gonna go with the tried and true." Like, even if you're the guy guy who you know invented printers you're like i'm gonna say the printer didn't work hey this one always works <laughs> yeah so uh tech people so we're uh obviously we're talking about michael keaton we're talking about yeah clearly listener you can tell this deep into the podcast we've we've really delved deep into our target subject michael keaton we uh you had previously spoken about fast talking wise guys yeah. or smart alex yes, or something kind of the, the the weirdo like uh non-stop riff machines i was on will Hines and Anthony King's podcast. Don't One get of my me favorites. Pretty Great much podcast. Between that, I always say that and the Jeff Rubin, Jeff Rubin show, two mm-hmm. pod, old school podcasts. I just ripped that off from my yeah. idea. Yes. <laughs> <was> yeah. Like, <laughs> well, and even this- but I even eliminated the part of "Don't get me started" where someone comes on and talks about something I don't even know anything about. Right. Like, where I don't you even learn. Want that. Yeah, no. <laughs> you eliminated the part where you grow as a yeah, person. No, I just bring people on and I'm like, let's talk about shit I like, and yes. they're like, thanks for having me. I hope five more people watch my special. <laughs> yeah. Really. Yeah. <laughs> and I went to Gabrus's room and he yelled at. Me about his clothes. <laughs> I don't know. That was it. He said he kept saying I was wrong about Keaton. I was yeah. like, "What do you bring me yeah. here for?" If you didn't want to talk about this, but even this episode will be a ripoff because I basically just talked about Michael Keaton. <laughs> right, yeah, on that. Uh, don't yeah. go back and listen to it because no. we're going to repeat all that info. That show is dead. They're not doing new episodes. Don't get in now. <laughs> yeah, it's toast. Get stay on this one, please. Stay, stay locked in here. Uh, uh, yeah, Michael Keaton. Uh, cut, yeah, to cut through all of it, you. Uh, Skip all the fast talking weirdo yeah. shit. We're going straight We're to the going right the to the core. source. The archetype he does very well. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And j- just to like further define that, I feel yeah, I feel like it's um, 
actors who in uh, can get into that kind of um, comedic sort of like really quick quick fire like rapid paced kind of riffing comedy riffing but also be sort of deeply committed character performers yeah. like they're very grounded in like I was going to say a pretty act pretty a heavy amount of acting is going on yeah they're like know? small they have to be small yes. with their like it's not Robin Williams no but it is it's Michael right Keaton. that's yeah. a that's yeah. an interesting <laughs> distinction because like you could I feel like that description you could be like oh do you mean Robin Williams until like, you no, say because I know you don't mean that because he's broader Robin Williams is broader than yeah. that he's, and there's something know. about I think and maybe I'm putting too much on Keaton but it's Let's from put a everything st- we can on Keaton. It's from yeah. a low status POV a little. Yeah, bit. yeah often. often for that character. Yeah. I think when they ca- when that character has high status, it's less fun. Yeah, or at least you're less on that guy's side. But and like- that's maybe true for me with comedy in general. I yeah. don't know. I feel like I'm more. I love you know uh, confident idiots, which is definitely like a right. type that Michael Keaton plays a lot. And confident idiots. Is there are anything like, funnier than that? No, I, I think it's, Will Ferrell f- yeah. saw that yes. and was like, I locked in and made like four of the funniest movies. Yeah, and was like- so many people of like just being. <laughs> confidently wrong about something is really like I feel like that's more than half of the Simpsons characters are like, oh, confidently yeah. wrong about everything <laughs> right, like, right. Chief Wiggum is just like a confident <laughs> chief of police but is the worst police officer yeah. you've ever seen you uh, know confidence like unbacked up confidence is like a very funny it's just very purely funny and i think it lets that character be like really committed and really believe the things they're saying you know you're not undercutting it with um kind of knowing irony or a little self-commentary about like hey well wink to the camera of straight manning yourself you're very grounded in what the fuck you're doing Uh, yeah so i think keaton fits that mold, mold nicely and then i think michael keaton is also kind of my favorite actor because uh, because then he got to show off the real, true acting chops of very serious, legitimate movies. It's one of those. I feel like it's a. He has a bizarro world dream career for me. Right. Like I don't think I will ever actually attain the things he has attained. I don't think our paths are the same at all. Wow, what a brave claim by me. Yeah. Like, I don't know, know what? if I'm going to be as famous as <laughs> Michael what? Keaton. <laughs> I think I'll be pretty close. But I love, uh, that, I love that Devin guy. He is humble. Yes. <laughs> He's accepted that he might not get nominated for multiple Oscars. Yeah. But it still might. Yeah. You got to leave the door open. You got to leave the door open. Look, I mean, never say ha- never. Yeah, you don't want to say, yeah, just in, case, in case Hollywood's listening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Trust me, Hollywood's not listening uh, to Gabriel. <laughs> David O. Russell, if you could cast Gaberson and I real quick in, uh, I don't know, one of your movies about white men, that'd be great. <laughs> Seems like there should be a part for us in there. I don't know. Hey, you gotta have, I, I could be from Philadelphia. Yeah, hey, <laughs> yeah, just wear a suit and be like, hey, fucking cunts. I feel like that's all those movies, is just being willing to oh, say is that why I like him so much? <laughs> exactly, yeah. Hey, we're three kings, let's go find these ah, cunts. <laughs> Uh, sidebar, that video of him behind the scenes on I Heart Huckabee's yelling at Lily Tomlin is horrific, but one of the funniest un- like behind the scenes videos ever. Have you seen that one? Yes, I fucking the love that one. The timing of when he yells at her and storms out, and then they're left alone on the set, and he's gone for like 35 seconds, and they're kind of muttering to each other, I don't know, what should we do? And then, he, then you hear him yelling again, and you're like, what? And he re-enters from a completely different entrance than the one he left, and he's still, like he hasn't stopped yelling. He just did like a lap that you didn't see, and then came back screaming. Yeah. And, a legendary uh, a legendary. <laughs> fucking on camera blow up it's crazy 
Yeah, it's yeah. so great. Um, here's my question for you along the similar lines. When did you flip to being on Christian Bale's side? <laughs> At what stage <laughs> of your career were you like, you know what? These lighting guys kind of do fucking do whatever they I want. I mean, why are you fucking about? <laughs> why are you fucking about it? His eyeline. That's one of those like, you know, that was just, it could... He, he, at the end of the day, he, Christian Bale is so wrong because regardless of whatever doofy shit this guy was doing in the background, <laughs> all it would take would be like, a, "Can we cut? Hey, man, I really need you to stop doing that. <laughs> exactly. I can't concentrate." There's when you're no doing way that. that his reaction there was like the sixth time a, a, a grip was fucking around, right? Like, right. Like he was really holding it in. <laughs> yeah, was like, like Ugh. "All right, I let this go on all day long." No, he's. I wanted to say something, but uh, <laughs> yeah, no, he was so fucking ready to pop. On that. I just like, remember the uh, the day I was like, "What a monster!" And then, like, I was like, whenever that heard that first, and then, like, ten years later, working in the business, I was like, I could kind of see how you might flip out if you're Christian Bale. If totally. You're like, you're paying me to be here. I'm Christian Bale. Let me fucking do my thing. Especially if I, I don't know. It's uh, I just think like having. I mean, I've filmed very little like real stuff. I've been on very little like <laughs> yeah. real sets. But the few times I have been, and the hours have been like at all weird or whatever. But even just like any kind of normal like eight hour shoot. It puts me in the weirdest mood. I'm like, my face is covered in makeup and I'm wearing clothes that are like too tight and I just feel like very kind of tense and like my shoulders are like locked up. I don't know who anyone is. I don't know who anyone is because... And they're all watching me whenever I talk and I don't know who any of these people are. And I should have put in more effort to learn who these people are, but I'm too nervous and have not, you know, like... But anyway, I just think I could see how you add to that like mega fame and like (laughs) onto all that tension where you just be like yeah why am i gonna let this person throw me off at all like right. i'm so uncomfortable <laughs> so i can't have like this. just too close to pop though yes. that's just he, was, he was ready to pop and michael keaton would never do that and that's why he's the better batman and that's right what, oh shit I, <laughs> that's I, michael up. keaton is my favorite batman yes i think I, so he's a maybe maybe tied close to uh Bale as Batman, but he's my favorite Bruce Wayne. Yes, he's hands down the best. Bruce that's Wayne. why yeah. he's the most important one. Uh, yeah, a hundred percent. So it's like that. The first movie, the first movie I know that I locked into. Yeah, please. Recognizing Michael, and it took, and you'll when I tell you the first movie, you'll be like, of course you should recognize Michael Keaton at this point. Sure. It's multiplicity. Multiplicity. Right? The it's one like that he's in a thousand times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the one that he's one through four on the call yes. sheet on. Yeah, he, exactly. That movie when I like I had loved, which but, is one I've largely missed, and then saw kind of recently yeah and that's like, not oh. the time to see it because yeah. it is not does not hold does up it's not, not hold up not, not a very good movie at all a little homophobic a little. extremely <laughs> yeah like one all if you don't know the premise it's he's some kind of no he's not a scientist he's but a construction he gets, worker right, he's like a contractor who <laughs> but he gets lo- cloned he clones himself and he clones and he realizes the clone because he doesn't have enough time for his family and his career yes. so he clones himself and by the way can we talk about how many movies from the 80s and 90s where like yes. the hero is a dad who learns to love his own family? Like <laughs> the thing you're supposed to just like objectively yeah. do. Oh uh, shit, I guess I should show up for my children. <laughs> right. And it's like, dad's a hero. He's back. And my, and you even in those movies, not to be all fucking uh, uh, feminist gamers, but in those movies, you can see the woman being like, they're like, yeah. daddy's back. And you can see the mom being like, are you fucking kidding me? Like Sally I've Field in Mrs. This, Doubtfire yeah. has this amazing house in San Francisco and is raising these three kids on her own, has managed to snag a new successful boyfriend who seems to care for them. He's not that horrible. And then like, meanwhile, the dad is like, I gotta, I guess I gotta get back in my kids' lives and ends up like exposing himself to his children while wearing an old lady Halloween mask. (laughs) Like... 
He's like well, abusive in that. Yeah, it just becomes like a fucking insane movie yeah. when you when you just it's really insane. Yeah, it's a terrifying. Yes, he's one uh, of the more terrifying. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, but uh, yeah, and so he ends up cloning himself, and basically the gimmick of it is he has a bunch of different kind of sides of his personality are reflected in the different clones. And the line the whole, from like, the movie that yeah. really explains it and also yes. dates the movie is yes. like, you know how when you make a tape of a tape, you know when yeah, you make like a, a Xerox copy of a, of a Xerox, a Xerox of a yeah. Xerox, it loses a little something. Yeah, it's a little well, fainter. This is number four. Yeah, yeah, so they get more uh, mentally handicapped as they go on. <laughs> yeah, but in weird the ways. Bit. The first one is too macho. Yeah. The second one is too feminine. Yeah, he's like basically. He's the one who yeah. cries. The best joke in the movie yeah. is uh, woman's like, uh, Andy McDowell plays the wife, right? And she's like, wow. And he goes, I've heard number of people cry after sex <laughs> and she's like yes. i feel like it's usually the female <laughs> and it's like and then the fourth clone is a guy who wears a boot on his head and yeah he's, and it's just like a he's moron a, yeah he's, yeah i can't explain he's not fully uh he doesn't have full adult capacity <laughs> <laughs> he's touched he's got a fucking boot on his head and it's goggles so and he says hi steve and then it's he really shaves nuts. his tongue with no blade uh it's that's very like 90s too of just sort of like and uh we, and we one, put it a retard like <laughs> Yeah. I hate not to use that word, but that feels like what the joke was. That of the is decade what they like, would have said. Then. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's like that's like I rewatched uh, or I watched for the first time. Uh, what is the movie? Uh, Drop Dead Gorgeous, the one that's like a beauty pageant. Uh, in a oh small yes, town is Kirstie and, Alley in that? Yeah. Uh, no. 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 no it's no. Kirsten Dunst and um, uh, Amy Adams and okay, yeah, a bunch I, of different. Anyway, but yeah. it's uh, I think of Veronica's. They closet. Ha- Will Sasso plays a character in it who is just like the town retard is basically what they say. I think they even say that word. Again, I apologize for using this word, but it just it, it is the vibe of this joke and it's so horrendous. It's he's so- in a family of like three brothers who are kind of country bumpkins in this town and he's the one I think Amy Adams even has the line of like the retard took his pants off again or something oh like it's God. really I mean, there, insane. The amount of like Cohen, uh, not Cohen brothers. Who are the other, the <laughs> yeah, other brothers? brothers dude, they roasted the mentally handicapped regularly. People forget that. But yeah, really... I mean, honestly, oh brother, where art thou? <laughs> yeah, they go pretty hard. Uh, it, yeah, no, but in uh, like, um, what the fuck are their names? But in something about Mary, uh, Farrelly like, brothers, uh, Farrelly brothers, like yeah. Warren and that. Oh, it's like totally. The amount of punchlines that were just someone was meant. Okay, so yes. Keaton did that, and, and he'll always have a dark strike against him. Yeah, but, but the, yeah, so that was your first one. Was that was my first one, and then I realized I had liked Batman, and I had liked, uh, you know, and the, yeah. I didn't realize how much I liked Mr. Mom or Gung Ho. Yes. And, but, like, multiplicity, really, I was like, notice the actor because he's in it so much You're yeah. like, oh I really like this guy and as a kid you're like he can do f- these four amazing characters yeah. <laughs> he's just- I, yeah it's amazing I think for my first one was I, I don't know timeline wise if it was Batman or Beetlejuice but the one that got into my head further was Beetlejuice Beetlejuice because right? I, just- I just it was just like it hit my brain at exactly the right time I was like this is the funniest man I've ever seen like Beetlejuice is the funniest character ever was it, like my it's crazy because Beetlejuice doesn't even seem like Keaton no Right, it's, which is like unrecognizable. Yeah. He's in the like insane makeup. It's so it's so good. He's doing good. this crazy voice. He's wearing like a half fat suit, <laughs> you know, and he's so he's just like he just looks and I think that maybe is what locked is part of what locked me in is Excuse me, just a iced coffee burp off, <laughs> off mic there. Uh I think that's what kind of hooked me in is just he is uh such it's such a committed character performance. To the lack of um, ego in that, the simultaneous huge amount of ego to riff so hard and so loud yeah. and go so broad, but then the lack of ego to be like 
unrecognizable it's to kind so, of transform and all that. It's it, really exciting. To and me. It, you, you saying it hit at the right moment is is key because I feel like yeah. there's a certain like I was at the age where I thought nice fucking model honk honk was the funniest sure. thing you could do. Sure. And I'm referring yes. to Beetlejuice Woody. kicking over a tree, going yes. nice fucking model, <laughs> and then honking his dick it's, twice. Yeah, there, there is a honk <laughs> sound effect. Yep. If you're like, where'd that honk come honk. from? Uh, and that yeah. worked. So much. I mean, worked. I was that whatever age I You're was. Like perfect. Yeah, I, a perfect joke. <laughs> right. I could not imagine. I yeah. let the the second favorite joke that as, as I matured yeah. was when he's trying to get Lydia to say Beetlejuice, and he's like, uh, she's like bug spider, and yeah. he's like. And he like points over there and just looks over and a beetle is yes. reading newspaper and he goes, hey, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> that's a very fun joke. There's a lot. I think that's also part of why that's just such a amazing, creative, cool movie. And like, right. the structure of it is really weird and interesting. Like Beetlejuice is only in 20 minutes of it. I but know. it's, and it's named the after him, character. He's the titular character, yeah. and he's like the cover. He's the whole like marketing point. Felt like something that maybe was just because if you watch it, it's a very like Tim Burton story about a lonely teenage girl goth who like discovers right. this weird ghost. You know, it's yeah. it's like that's what Tim Burton's real interests are. But I think then they found this performance, and we're kind of like, oh, holy shit! Like yeah. this is what people are going to remember about this movie. If this has got Keaton at his comedic best. Catherine O'Hara is fucking. Catherine amazing. O'Hara is unreal, and this is my favorite little. Beat Beetlejuice thing is um, uh, Catherine O'Hara in the movie um, Waiting for Guffman where she and Fred Willard play like a community theater actors. They have a whole scene where she's describing her acting process and she says she's studying this very interesting technique where uh, when you look at someone, when you look at your scene partner, you close your eyes and then you look away and you open your eyes. But anytime you look at your scene partner, you close your eyes and she demonstrates that in Waiting for Guffman. It's this really stupid bit. And she's doing that in Beetlejuice. She when anytime she looks at uh, Winona Ryder, she closes her eyes. She oh, never makes eye contact with her. That's so and I, funny. I noticed it on a late recent rewatch, and then was clock. I paid attention in all of her scenes, and that just made me uh, just really happy about Catherine O'Hara. I was like, "That's such an amazing, that's weird such a choice. Funny choice. Like, what oh. the hell are you doing?" And then she's so good. Yeah, she's unbelievable. And Governor, when she's like. Yeah, uh, yeah, the notes are extensive. <laughs> He's like, and I'll talk to her for sixty to ninety minutes after each production. Uh, <laughs> like the idea that oh a husband God. gives his wife noting like his wife hour. for an hour. <laughs> yeah. It's, anyway, so Catherine O'Hara is my favorite actor of all time. Yeah. So we're talking Michael <laughs> Keaton, and Catherine O'Hara. Um, but yeah, so I think that my favorite, uh, my favorite Beetlejuice joke, just because this is a podcast where white guys quote movies to each other. But uh, this is, I mean, by the way, that's called a podcast. Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, but just, I think my flavor of joke in that movie is his whole plan, this whole movie has been to marry Winona Ryder. It's like been his driving goal the whole time. Then he finally gets to the altar and he makes her say, I do. And yeah, he can't find the rings. But then they go to him to say, I do. They're like, do you take him to be your wife? And he goes, Ugh. and then he steps out and like does a big aside kind of half to camera. And he's like, well, geez, I don't know. Pretty big decision. I always said if I was going to do it, I was going to do it once and I was going to do it right. God, what am I doing? And then he pops back and is like, yes, yes, I do. Like he just has this like crisis of faith with the, right at the end of like a romantic comedy moment kind of like, should I? But it's just such a stupid aside. Uh, and that's very like in that um, kind of riff uh uh, yeah, it's so. Yeah, it's, about. it's just like just he rattles off so much in like three seconds, and then pops right back. Right, in. it's like, like Jesus. couldn't like 
and we kind of you kind of know it's a riff because it c- couldn't have been written right <laughs> like, it was yeah. like if you read that in the script you're like what is happening in this moment he says uh maybe yes no yeah okay. exactly. like it doesn't work okay, yeah. it's a real like bugs bunny kind of bit right yeah yeah uh, but so i think those are the ones that i liked and then batman of course oh fuck, and then dude. then that kind of led me back to like go look at his earlier stuff and learn about like then that was when i learned about him doing stand-up like years later yeah. that he started doing stand-up and that really blew my mind just because i started doing stand-up and still do and and so it's like there's just something about like oh this serious actor did stand-up right and uh there's some clips of his on youtube and they're like not very good but there's flashes of like very good stand-up in them like he has this one joke where he talks about like bazooka joe bubblegum and he like fake reads a strip of bazooka joe bubblegum and and the joke is something like He's like, now nah, this one's really funny. He's like, Bazooka Joe turns to his buddy and he says, uh, like, hey, uh, you want to, why'd you throw that clock out the window? And, and Bazooka Joe says, I wanted to see time fly. And his friend says, time? Rather an ethereal concept, don't you think, Joe? Time itself is but a construct of our imagination. It just like goes on this like paragraph about the nature of time. As, as if, if reading, as the, he's reading. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's really and it's, I was just like, that's a really high concept bit, Michael. Like, holy shit. Good for you. That's in his wheelhouse. I can see yeah, that. I can see so, him delivering And then the rest that. of it is kind of vehicles for impressions and isn't so good. But yeah. And then like before that, he was a PA on Mr. Rogers. That's that was where he actually started because they shot that in Pittsburgh. And so he was just like a guy. When he was Michael s- Douglas. Yes, when he was Michael Douglas. And so he was just a guy on set and they feature him in a couple of episodes and he's like very young. Uh, and so that's kind of a cool like Keaton thing for me because who the fuck doesn't love Mr. Rogers? I so know. the fact that Michael Keaton was part of that is very fun. Also, in my head, I never remember Michael Keaton being young. Like even in Mr. Mom, right. he's not like young. No, right? he's already like, kind of balding and like maybe late thirties. And he's 40s. always playing sort of like the anxious guy. Like so, I can't. Yeah. Like I could even I couldn't even imagine uh, uh, Keaton being young. Ever yeah, it's funny. He's very thin and kind of has like really bushy hair. And oh. uh, but he's not as energetic. He's not as keyed up yet. Probably not as like confident in uh, his yeah. own vibe. He's so but, yeah. So we were just talking about Mr. Mom. Uh, Mr. Mom was a big one for me too. That was probably in my early first that was something I watched as a kid and was like this movie is great I love this movie but I didn't put together that I loved it because I mean Terry Garr so amazing Martin Mull so amazing but Keaton uh, like of course I didn't put it together that this like I think the first time I saw it was before I recognized that like actors were maybe appealing or like, right. you know, I didn't, I just yeah. knew I like this movie. You're just yeah. absorbing a, almost the story of a movie right. more than like, Oh, this per- I'm tracking this person's career. Yeah. Like we, me and Lapkus talked about on raised by TV, like how long it took you to realize like people were actually making the things you were watching. Like she said, like, yeah, that's she, interesting. She, it was like way too late in life that she right. realized that commercials were actors and not just people who were like, I sure. actually do like this. Sure, yeah. But you would never, <laughs> right. yeah, like, of course. Like I probably, I don't remember the moment when right. that occurred to but, me, but but it happened. It definitely, for a while, and I was like, oh, yeah, I guess they're making these movies. Like Someone is like right on the other side right. or something. But yeah. you, you're just like, I had fun watching Mr. Mom. Yeah. I'm not sure why. <laughs> right. Yeah, and then I like- I loved like, Gung Ho as a kid, too. Gung Ho is an interesting one that I didn't see until kind of later, and my dad was sort of like, yeah, this was one, and we like watched it, and it's like very racist. It's very- uh, Because it's if v- the premise of that one is he is uh, like a manager at an American fa- uh, car manufacturer, <laughs> and the company gets like bought out by a Japanese 
Japanese car manufacturer, and so a bunch of Japanese executives move to their American town, and he has to work with them. And, and it's there's all about and like, like is Japan- that a pain in the ass? <laughs> yeah, and it's all about. <laughs> unfortunately, like the premise is the Japanese people have a more efficient way to do yes. it. <laughs> yes, and it just goes against American values. Yeah, it just pisses us off that <laughs> we don't get to uh, like, fuck up our we cars. Can make more <laughs> money. Please, the cars will be safer. <laughs> we'll all get rich on this. Like, but what Jesus. about my three fat white friends who <laughs> yeah. are like, will be lost off the factory line? Yeah. Yeah. They want me to do calisthenics at work. These fucking psychos. <laughs> like that's. It's a very. They, I think they do learn to work together and appreciate their differences in the end. But he's it's a, a rough road. Keaton is a great fish out of water actor. Yeah, yeah, and, like uh, frazzled. Like yeah. he's good at the. I'm frazzled. Managing more than he can handle. That's what Mr. Mom is. And that certainly. false confidence or that confident idiot part comes in a lot when he has to pretend to be like, I'm not actually stressed at all as to what's going on. Yeah. I've got everything under control. Like right, you know, exactly. he does that that joke well. Yeah. Like uh in Gung Ho, the best my favorite joke he does is like when the car comes out without a windshield at the end, they're like counting how many cars they got done in a certain time. He's like, spoiler alert, they test him. Yeah. And the and the last car they're like coming out and they're like less and less done and the last yeah. one comes out without a windshield and Keaton like squints and walks over where there's no windshield and just goes with his finger, <laughs> cleans it and obviously Christ. makes the noise of his mouth and the Japanese guys are like roll their eyes That's at him like they're so they get it they're That's like oh, yeah, and it's so funny to me that he's like yeah. oh Jesus yeah, and yeah. he plays it so real he's like <laughs> yeah to embrace mime in that moment is right. very funny yeah that's a great instinct hello listeners well, I want to talk to you guys about Robinhood which is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks ETFs options and cryptos all commission free They want to make financial services work for everybody, not just rich people. It's truly a non-intimidating way for stock market newcomers to invest for the first time with true confidence. Look, it's really easy to use. Robinhood lets you like, they just give you charts and market data. And all you have to do is just, it's literally like tap, tap, tap. And there you go. You're making investments. You're making, you're placing a trade. The Robinhood web platform also lets you look at collections like 100 Most Popular. You can look under different sectors to help narrow it down like category and curated categories like female CEOs. So say you only want to invest in companies with female CEOs. Timely, you can do that. And also, there's analyst ratings of buy, hold, sell for every stock. Uh, honestly, I don't know much about the stock market, and I've been messing around with Robinhood for a couple of days now, and it truly is simple. It's very easy. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what I could do with this thing. Um, there, it's you like. I'm learning about investing as I'm actually investing rather than like someone else doing it for me and me trying to figure out what's going on. I'm like actually getting information while I'm learning how to do this. It's it. I'm pumped. Look, guys, try it yourself. Forget me. Robinhood is giving listeners a free stock like Apple, Ford or Sprint to help build your portfolio. Sign up at mighty.robinhood.com. That's mighty.robinhood.com. Check it out. We need to be doing more about our skin, especially as we get older. Soap and water are just not enough to prevent aging, okay? And here's the trick. I know what you're thinking to yourself right now. 
I don't know what to do about my skin. I've just been scrubbing myself with the same old washcloth for 12 years. But there is something you can do to fight against aging, and it's starting. It's right there, right in front of you. It's 4hims.com, a one-stop shop for skin care, hair loss, sexual wellness for men. Fight aging with all that fun stuff. Here, look. Let's talk about Hims Anti-Aging Kit. It's a custom prescription cream tailored to your skin that keeps your skin looking youthfully smooth by reducing the appearance of wrinkles and fine lines. The secret's not a secret. It's tretinoin. Uh, tretinoin. Oh, man. Its results are backed by science. Look, that's how you know it works. I can barely know how to pronounce it. It can renew and restore skin, increases collagen, which is the protein that keeps your skin firm. I'm sure you've heard me scream about ingesting uh, collagen on this podcast before. It takes seconds to apply. Um, it, you don't have to visit a fancy dermatologist or pay high prices to get it because Hims connects you, like Hims has done for other uh, male wellness products. They connect you with doctors who evaluate your skin need and prescribe you custom anti aging treatments. So you don't even have to go in person, doctor's office, all that, and you can get the product shipped right to your door. So it's your skin. Do you want to be a face in the crowd or the face in the crowd? Order now and save $20 off your first month of the Hims Anti-Aging Kit. Lock in those looks now and get your first month of anti-aging for $20 off. Go to hymns.com slash mighty SC. Go to forhymns.com slash mighty SC. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash mighty SC. Forhymns.com slash mighty SC. The one that I guess was his breakout, which I hadn't seen until uh, more recently, but was, um, oh God. Night Shift. Night Shift, yeah. Yes. Night Shift. Yes. And that's definitely like, that feels like the type that we still see in movies all the time of almost like your Danny McBride, your Jonah Hill, of yeah. this kind of like vaguely burnout kind of fuck up friend. Yeah, who's, who's got like a million smart, great business ideas. Smarter than thou, but dumb. Yeah. Uh, confident, but a low status yeah anxious but <laughs> like bold you know yeah and it felt like he definitely established a big part of what he could do in that that movie and he's really good in he's it. so good in, and that was a movie for me i maybe talked about this dude a couple of times on my podcast but when my my dad worked as a stagehand at fox 5 news right. uh in new york and i wor- went to work with him a few times and he had a friend uh murph who worked with him and murphy chris murphy knew like so much shit about movies but he was just a 35 to 40 year old man who right. worked in the business right and i didn't realize like that would eventually be all of my you know my, <laughs> uh, my friends would be like that right. but as a kid he would be like oh yeah you like mr mom have you seen night shift keaton is peaking that and like right. he, he was like quoting movies and and knew i was into comedy and just kept teaching me about Very that cool. and i was like and in hindsight, that would be like me. If I ran into a 15-year-old kid who's like, I watched Monty Python and I loved it, I'd be like, come here. Son. Right. You'd, you'd rattle off <laughs> yeah, at yeah. least one or yeah, two things. Yeah, I'd be things. like, well, yeah. I got something for you. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Uh, uh, yeah. So I was so high. And then he's the one who said like, he one time he said, Barney Rubble, what an actor. And huh. I'm like, what is that? And he's like, that's from Night Shift. It's Michael Keaton. Yeah, I'm like, right. what is yeah. that? And then yeah. we fuck. I love that movie. He's really good in it. And it's such a weird movie. The It's Henry Winkler is the lead, which was so interesting too, was to see like young Henry, because it's directed by Ron Howard, yeah. right? So it's like a real happy days party. But he's so unfonz. He's so unfonz. He's just kind of uptight straight man. 
and he, and he and like a leading romantic man too. So you're kind yeah. of like, oh, that's interesting. Like, and the uh, premise is is that he, they, they start a brothel out, out, and of they run a a, out of a morgue. <laughs> they run a brothel out of a morgue for some reason, yeah. which is very dark and extremely problematic. Yeah. And uh, guys, I hate to tell you, but they don't handle it super great. <laughs> yeah, it's they not. It's not. 100% it's not tasteful. smooth. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, not a smooth landing. <laughs> a lot of dead hooker jokes. Yeah. On that one. yeah, a lot of dead hooker jokes, but a lot of great business. A lot of great. Keaton. And Keaton is pitching fake business ideas. Fake the business classic ideas, riff. Which, like, of course I don't remember any of them. The now, one I but. the one that always stands out in my head is like, why don't they make tuna with the mayonnaise already in it? <laughs> <laughs> and that's the pitch. And like Henry Winkler's like, nobody likes ma- not everybody likes mayo in their tuna. He's like, who doesn't like mayo in their tuna? Like <laughs> that's, that's so his good. pitch. Like, yeah. Like that's disgusting. the level of shit we're talking about in yes. this movie that I'm now telling everyone yes. that listens to this podcast. Yes. You got it. You got dude. it, dude. It's brilliant. <laughs> no, but it's a really it's uh, it's one that I think if you are uh if you are a Michael Keaton fan or you're interested in becoming one, that's like a kind of seminal performance in terms of it was a big breakout for him. Yeah. It kind of And you can see the archetype this. of the character. Just yes. he, I'll picture this. He's like Henry Winko shows up to work. His his coworker doesn't hear him because he's got a Walkman and <laughs> his motherfucker. This motherfucker is listening to music. Can you believe it? He's wearing a jacket that's a little brightly colored. Yeah, and his feet are in sneakers and on the table. Yeah, this is gonna be. A, he better not air drum at any point. <laughs> I think this is what uh, this is what uh, women and people of color are upset about when they talk about white mediocrity yeah, and people like, still getting success. Is like that's an interesting character to you guys. Forty years. That's enough that, that you guys could talk about it for 45 minutes on a fucking podcast. Then you're like, can you believe this white man brave enough to riff and put his feet up on the desk? And is that character archetype? It was like the uh, adult Zach Morris that just like, yeah. that like lived forever where we were, we yeah. loved it. Yeah. It's fun. And it's, it's kind of Ferris Bueller-y or yes, something. Yes, Everyone yes. loves a, a, a rogue breaking the rules, right, male or course, female. Yeah. I think we can all like that. <laughs> um, yeah. But I've never seen my big gap for sure. Keaton is I've never seen Clean and Sober, or if neither I have, have I, I don't remember. Neither have I. Oh, and that's supposed yeah. to be like his biggest. That's dram- like one of his biggest, most successful kind of dramatic turns that people, yeah. he got a lot of praise. <laughs> and we for both that. decided and we both to do like, a podcast it, about how good of an actor he is <laughs> without having seen that movie. <laughs> I know. I'm I, like, wow, I can't yeah. believe I'm going to admit this to them. Hey, me neither. Yeah, me neither, buddy. <laughs> I actually uh, haven't seen a lot of these. Yeah. <laughs> I really love Batman. <laughs> oh, I thought we were talking about Michael Douglas. Oh, fuck the China. I got anyway, all this <laughs> pussy eating material I brought yes, with me. Yeah, yeah, that's why I came out with the ham fist in. Boy, if that isn't one of the more like dark celebrity public betrayals I've ever heard. Like he gets to marry a gorgeous, talented, like twenty five year younger, twenty five years younger woman than him, and like just rats her out to the public of like, yeah, I guess eating her out gave me cancer. And you're like, what? You're lucky she let you do that. Yeah, her pussy killed me. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Easy, pal. Anyway, so fuck Michael Douglas. This is about Michael. With no, <laughs> yeah, clean and sober is the is his big dramatic turn where he plays an alcoholic. Is that yes, what it is? Yeah. yeah, and he's like kind of finally trying to kick it. And yeah, yeah. and I've never seen it. Uh, yeah, did you, have you seen? Um, have you seen my life? No. Okay, I've seen my life. That one's like a tearjerker. Yeah, that's the one where he's dying and he starts making uh, VHS tapes for his oh, unborn man. son. Like, oh, man. yeah, it's really a, fucking. That's the heavy. Well, yeah. for you, that's uh, right that's a right in the wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Ouch. I mean, for any of us, but yes, yeah. wheel meat house. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, it's like, yes, I've seen that one and cried and jerked off to it a few times. I don't know. It's a really confusing. It's a really uh, you confusing gotta see man night shift and that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I haven't seen. Yeah, there's definitely some ones in the '90s. Um, well, oh, we, to be, he's he was prolific for he made a lot. Years, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh we, well, we should talk more about Batman. I feel like we right. dipped our toe in Batman yeah, here. Well, so let's uh, jump back to Batman. Batman just, was the other one I like saw and just loved. And not to be the umpteenth straight white guy out of podcast saying he loves Batman, but that did really make me love Batman. Was like an important character to me as yes. a youth, and, and still always will be. I unfortunately doesn't that piss King- you off? Like for me now, seeing like Ben Affleck like as Batman and being like. <laughs> There's parts of it that are okay. Like right. it's just like I'm just like, can I be done with this? Can I be it's released? It's a testament from this to character? how good Keaton was or Adam West was at it that it still has yet to be tarnished, despite yeah. like everyone taking cracks at yeah, it. I like think it, I think, I it think got Christian Bale in. Christian Bale reinvigorated it in yep. a way where it's like uh, maybe it's not exactly for me, but holy shit. They tried something here. I mean, I but love like, those ones. Ben yeah. Affleck can't couldn't kill it. Val Kilmer couldn't kill it. George Clooney couldn't kill it. Yeah, somehow he yeah. just keeps going, and it's probably just because a, a generation of guys like us yeah. like had it burned into our heads. Well, by, now like, there's going to be Keaton. like 25 Batmans, right? Like DC yeah. was like, uh, forget the extended universe. We have a different idea. Let's just all make our own Batman movies. Their whole structure is so good. The fact that there are currently like two prestige actors playing the Joker in different timelines is like, what are you doing? <laughs> Well, how is this going to be? Not to mention the it fourth actor to play a Joker. Yeah, it's just like what the what the hell are you talking? And you can't beat Jack Nicholson in that first. Hey, joke. it's me, it's, your it's, uncle Ringo. It's so absurd. Uh, yeah, but I think you know, as fans, I guess we're upset with the casting of Keaton at the time, going into it, uh, sort of being like. What you're casting the guy from Night Shift as Batman? Like, was what he, are you doing? Was, was Beetlejuice before? Beetlejuice was before, I think. Uh, but I refused I, I, to check. <laughs> I mean, we can't. <laughs> so no, we're but gonna, I'm pretty we, sure Beetlejuice was that, before. That's why Burton's like. Then we should work with. This, I should work with this yes, guy again. Yeah, I believe and, so. I believe that's it's so funny yeah. for him to be Batman. Like. I recently rewatched it uh, for Action Boys, and it was just on the rewatch. I was like, "Oh my god, this is so crazy that this is what a superhero movie was." Really crazy, yeah, Yeah. and kind of well, in a lot of ways, one of the first big ones. You know, certainly like Superman was just before that, yeah, Yeah, and a little while, and there were some other ones before those, but yeah, definitely like the modern kind of what is now. It's completely set the set the wheels in motion for everything that we're experiencing now for right. better or for worse. Oh, Jesus I Christ. I, I like, and that's why I, I just want to be out of the prison of these comic book. All universes. conversations lead to Marvel it's movies horrible. eventually. Somehow. It's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> like there's just should be so much more to culture than that. Not that I, I can't have fun watching those movies. Not that I don't still go see I them love and that. enjoy yeah, them. I love but it, like, but it's like not Jesus. at the expense of uh, other stuff. It's yeah. pretty wild. But so unfortunately those, but this was the first, but yeah, I think like, I think uh, Tim Burton nailed it in, the casting just because of like you're saying he is the best Bruce Wayne just he's, because he's so the weird. eccentric part yeah, yeah the eccentric like, part is huge he can he's just wearing a tuxedo and walking around and talking to people but he's is really strange there's something because like what? there's something your deal? off about him yeah. but off in like a way where it, he seems better mm-hmm. you know where it's like that and I think that's perfect for the Bruce Wayne thing where yeah you're like he's unusual but I feel like he is he's okay he's cooler than me yeah, yeah. exactly yeah I that think- moment when he follows Robert Wal- when he follows Arliss and yes, Basinger oh and he's truly fo- horrible in that movie I would say. <laughs> you know, hey what do you think about this guy who dresses as a bat like yeah. it's just like shut up I'm trying to watch this movie I know he's horrible shut up I'm trying to watch this movie yeah. right. move out of the way Get and also it. why do you have to be, like we have Kim Basinger like just show yeah. 
her Don't worry all about the it. time. <laughs> it would, that would be a much better scene if it was just the two of them. That would be a really fun, flirty scene. Right. But instead, you got this knucklehead there, too. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, but when he's like, yeah, well, I should know. Yeah, yeah grab it's because I bought of- it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so- She's like, where did? The- how do you know where this armor came from? How do you know it came from Japan? He goes, because I bought it in Japan. <laughs> you're like, it. ooh. In Japan. And that scene where he's just hanging upside down in his like back extender machine yeah, or yeah. whatever. <laughs> really leaning into the bat there. Yeah, I was yeah. like, Jesus Christ. It, he's so strange. <laughs> but he's got that weird like twinkle behind his eye that I feel like makes him seem like he could be insane, which is definitely the character of Bruce Wayne and Batman. Is like, oh, this guy's traumatized yeah. and insane. He's not Superman who's like maybe I'll help people yeah he's, he's like charming a psycho he's charming but in like an insane way he's like the Al- he's like Alec Baldwin yes exactly. you're like you're charming but I'm not gonna cross Boy, you <laughs> that just makes me think there. I bet there's an alternate universe where Alec Baldwin got cast in the role of a Batman he would have been like the perfect he's Asian a good, he's a like good, dude at the time yeah he's a good Ugh, Bruce Wayne and I'm sure tough. he can handle being Batman yeah, yeah. that would have been weird wait was he one of the he was, he was the shadow he was though. the shadow which was like as close like Liam Neeson was Darkman and Alec Baldwin was the shadow and Zane was Phantom. Phantom. So they all tried. <laughs> Everyone got a crack. No one, no, no one pulled it off quite like him. But three, four white guys got a chance. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. And then I even like the second one as kind of weird and all over the place. Oh, Batman Returns. So fun. fun. I mean, thank God. Pfeiffer Michelle brings Pfeiffer the whole thing unbelievable. up. Unbelievable. <laughs> Christopher Walken is insane oh, in that right, movie. Yes. As he's, his name is Shrek in that movie, which is, is pretty good. Donkey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he Done. does all the lines from Shrek. It's, yeah, it's, it's pretty insane. It's, yeah, it's oddly predictive. <laughs> yeah, pretty precious. Yeah, yeah. We never really went after Shrek for ripping all these <laughs> for ripping off Batman Returns. Yeah, I, I love. Yeah, yeah, I love it's Batman a fun Returns. one. I like um that fits in another a subgenre of movie that I was trying to uh, categorize this with my girlfriend the other night. But movies that I like are movies where it happens to be Christmas for like some big piece of the action. Oh, of course. It's not about that it's Christmas, but yeah. that's the backdrop they've yeah, chosen. Big Shane, Black, about that big really, Shane Black fan. Big Shane Black trope for sure. <laughs> yeah. It's like LA Christmas yeah, where it just yeah. happens to be. It's like, it's like be Lethal Weapon. He's, uh, Lethal Weapon yeah. is starts in a Christmas tree yard. Yes, exactly. Um, uh, Die Hard, of course. Bang, kiss, bang. kiss, bang, bang. Yeah. Um, yeah. We had, uh, what else from Shane Black? Because there's something else that takes place at Christmas. Home uh, Alone. Oh, uh, yeah. Almost <laughs> Shane Black's Home Alone. <laughs> I would watch that. That'd be great. Shane Black's great. Wait, did I see that, like, Ryan uh, Reynolds is making Stoned Alone, like a reboot of Home Alone, but, like, starring, like, an adult stoner? Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. That, that's a, that is I a, hate that idea, and also it yeah, totally kills I a know. speck of mine. <laughs> <laughs> I both hate it and know it's dumb and want, wish I would have wrote yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, it's one of those titles that just sells itself. You're like, yeah, that's already, that's a movie. That's yeah. ready to happen. I can't win. Cannot like, fight that. Yeah, 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 no no yeah. point in standing against this tide. Yeah, exactly. Stoned Alone will be Stoned in theaters shortly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that's, uh, but yeah, uh, Returns is one that I like a lot uh, um have you seen pacific heights no and see, okay this is my other huge gap with okay. michael keaton yeah and again so this you one know, i can get on i can get on a soapbox because i've seen it this, yeah. and so this is the one where he plays like a psycho next door right yeah they, uh and it's like it's matthew modine and i forget the uh, Who I actress don't care for yeah but he's okay he's he's good he's yeah. fun he yeah. brings and it's a he's couple fine as a straight man yeah, yeah they rent to a dude who then like is you know, a lunatic and like yeah. manipulates them and doesn't pay and like, like a classic thriller. Yeah, guy. just like a weird. And it's like, first of all, uh, with hindsight, it's like this is like some of the most 
rich people shit ever of like sure. the worst nightmare sure. is I I have enough property to rent a room to right, someone to a else neighbor. and that person ends up being a psychopath. Yeah, really. It's like of course a millionaire screenwriter's idea is like yes. I would love to rent the casita out back but what if we rented it to a psychopath <laughs> yeah really he's just scratching his head for like uh, no one's what can I write a movie about my guest house <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> I don't know yeah. but he is truly terrifying yeah it. he's like legit sketchy and he's just like a, a murderer kind of dude he starts off just sort of like strange and unusual and yeah. then like there's like weirder and weirder stuff like no there's no record of someone with that with that name sure, sure, no, that sure. person died classic 50 yeah. 90s thriller yeah just like, like yeah. and i don't even i love that i don't even know how crazy he ends up being but it's more like just yeah. the actual event like he starts like fucking like uh, uh, like they find like jars and jars of roaches and shit in his house, and he's nice. like been unleashing them towards. Uh, he like changes the locks and shit. Yeah. It's like all so. Sketchy. I I, lo- I this is one that I meant to see for forever, and I would really like to see it just because I I think that's a great setup of like I'll watch a mystery unfold with him of like if the whole point of it is he's weirder than he seems. Like <laughs> yeah, I'm like, happy to watch. Him, like yeah. keep showing me piece yeah. by piece yeah. how that is true. Yeah, like I'm ready to see it, and he's the perfect me. guy to watch do that. Is to watch get like creepy creepier and creepier oh feel. yeah he's so oh, good shit. plus well, i think that's fun of like a nightmare tenant is a fun idea and there are also like there have been all sorts of good like long read articles in the last like five years or so about like people who established like squatters rights somewhere in california i like, love california i love law. the it's loophole nuts, that, man like, in new york especially like i love when i was living there like reading some new york times thing where it's like yeah and they refuse to leave and now they the soho loft that's like five thousand square yeah. feet is home to 40 artists who yeah. live there full time like, yes. yeah you're like fuck yeah <laughs> you fucking lose. I know there's anyone who has weird. like I don't have the energy to dedicate any effort to even my career like so yeah. why would I dedicate why it to another cause so. like I read a good one about some professor who like uh, rented a house from a woman in Berkeley and then just like ruined her life by like refusing to leave and then like counter suing her over and over Ugh. you know just like crazy like sounds like this guy of Pacific Heights yes, crazy yes, shit just and you're just like what is going on with you like why are you this much of a psycho con man you know, <laughs> you know i love it's that amazing. It's like, yeah. yeah and also how do you hold down that professor job while <laughs> yes doing that no exactly <laughs> yeah. like he taught at several colleges it was crazy oh man people yeah. are freaking crazy I know. dude yeah yeah i could never rent to other people like i would never do that i would just not want to know anything more than i have to know about strangers yeah and i think stuff like this is happening more and more with airbnb because you're just like letting strangers in your house at a much higher rate I know uh, my wife doesn't like us to stay at Airbnbs really? that are obviously someone's house and not a rent, not a, a property yeah, they bought specifically I'm for Airbnb. She's yeah. like, I don't want to see like pictures of family or like it's know weird. that their underwear is in the drawers. Yeah, like, when it's too present, it's weird. Yeah. I had a, my bad version of that was I the first Airbnb I ever used was in Portland when I went up there for a random weekend and. Uh, we got an Airbnb that was supposed to be like a one bedroom in some neighborhood and we got in and um, the one bed, it was a one bedroom apartment, but the bedroom door was locked and it and had a little sign that was like, don't come in. You can't come in here. <laughs> and so we had to sleep on a futon in the living room. Oh, yeah, I I like, so what are you the, doing? It's not technically a bedroom <laughs> yeah, anymore. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's a one bedroom. You have to sleep in your car in the driveway. But yeah, uh, cool. I How do. Yeah, <laughs> so that's my uh, Pacific Heights experience. <laughs> so I stayed there for six months. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Remember when I was roaches. living in Portland? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I was doing a lot of stand up. It was fun. Cool town. Cool town. Great food trucks. I ruined a woman's life. I hope you like lunch. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, really. I uh, I would say that have you have you seen um, 
well, recently, like Keaton, then went like he was on the ice. He was on the yeah, ice. Yeah, I feel like he he was kind of hot in those in the nineties, and then I wonder what it was that kind of made him fall off a little more. He probably just aged out of stuff a little yeah. bit because he was always kind of a like thinning hair, sort of unconventional leading man, right? Uh, and so I think he just kind of stopped getting offered big juicy roles like that would be my guess yeah. uh it's certainly what then, it seems like he didn't do much right until because i felt like the next resurgence i saw of him was in that uh will ferrell movie the, the, the other, other guys. guys the other guys was that like, was certainly like the comedic re resurgence of keaton yeah, and yeah. definitely like one of his biggest movies in a minute yeah and i think he is so funny in that movie that's a real dream role for me him in that movie, and I, th- I, and I say dream role, and this, I think this is part of why I like Michael Keaton. Of like, I don't think I should actually be cast in a role like that. Again, very humble. I don't think I should get a major supporting role in a Will Ferrell studio comedy. I'm close, but I just I, I don't know. I look, I like, give it to somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. I don't need it. No, but, but just in the sense of like, I, uh, it, you know, not in a, take the big movie out of it, but just cast in that role in a sketch or a, a short or a pilot right, or whatever. Right, right. I don't think i am actually totally right for that but it would be my dream to do it to just play, because like, it come is come on guys let's get all right let's go just boys, that yeah. high status of a kind of an idiot and like he has so many really strong like sketch premise bits in that movie oh he, i mean he's doing presentational sketch comedy huge those bits, presentational right? <laughs> yeah. sketch comedy so the premise if i remember correctly the premise of his he also worked at bed bath and beyond yeah, he's a police captain who police. moonlights at bed bath and beyond for extra and cash and he often forgets yeah. which place he forgets which job and that is one of my favorite like sketch scenes when he bounds in to his workplace and he's like uh okay folks he's like giving a pep talk but it's to the bed bath and beyond employees and he's like okay folks it's gonna be it's full moon out tonight people are amped it's gonna be crazy (laughs) so i need extra patrols going on oh and by the way the new bath mats are in and then everyone like applauds and is like yeah and then he goes one more thing we got a serial rapist in crown heights we've got oh i'm sorry that's uh that's for my other job ignore that well don't ignore it if you live in crown heights walk home in paris <laughs> it's, like, it's so great he's just and then he he does a great little physical bit in that scene too but he uh yeah it's it's that's like the perfect game yeah. to give yeah it's a movie that um you know it's such an interesting movie because it's adam mckay and will ferrell and uh you know so it's will ferrell and mark Wahlberg are like partners on the police force who are like they do the boring paperwork but then they get a chance to do a real case and michael keaton is their police captain uh, and it's really weird because the story is very grounded in the financial crisis of the 2000s. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and like banker thrift, yeah. you know, or like, like a grift, I mean. Um, yeah, they're like stealing the pension, like a yeah. banker stealing a pension. That's where you saw McKay started making that turn. Well, and, yeah. and, and, and it's like, like you next made, up, the big short. And it's yeah. like, hey, man, you shouldn't have made that turn in the middle of another movie. <laughs> yeah. Because then like the end credits are like, the stats. Uh, are the stats about the financial crisis. <laughs> and it's just, I, I, I think it's a very good movie. I, I I'm not trying to shit on his choices right. in that movie, but it is one where it's like this is sort of a separate idea. Is kind of you clearly have a lot of ideas about this financial crisis, and this is a silly cop movie. Yeah, save this for the big short. Yeah, pal. exactly. <laughs> save this for Succession, which was great, and both of those I love. Uh, I gotta I'm watch like, Succession. I just it. finally like it took enough people kind of just happening to be like it's great because I was turned off because I was like I don't like stuff about business. Me, <laughs> I don't get off on business. All right, like what, f- billions now Succession. That's yeah, like what I thought. No, totally. Like, yeah, yeah. And like like the same of like I never 
never got all the way into Entourage because it felt like business douchebaggy yeah. to me. Of <laughs> right, like, yeah, right, I don't right. care about how much money you made. I don't. Yeah, it's not exciting right. to me. <laughs> right. But uh, Succession is very, very strong. Very and Adam McKay strong instincts there. Yeah. But and Big Short, I loved. But yeah, and the other guys, uh, Keaton has such a great part, and I watched a great like behind the scenes thing with them talking about casting Michael Keaton and being so excited that he was on it. And there's a great scene where Will Ferrell has been like shot towards the end, and Michael Keaton gets down on his knees to like help him and he's like uh he just doesn't he doesn't he's so concerned he's like oh my god are you doing all right oh my god he's dying he's dying he like screams for help and he's like no i'm not dying i'm fine he's like oh okay and then uh michael keaton like says oh you're gonna be all right and then he goes to stand up but then he goes ah my knee and supports himself by pushing on will ferrell's face to like stand up and Will Ferrell in this interview said, like, we, if you watch that, we cut out of that shot as late as we possibly could before I started cracking up because uh, it was like not planned. And Michael Keaton just did like the funniest shit to me oh, out of nowhere. So funny. It's so great. I will say that movie, fe- this is not a Keaton joke in the movie, but yeah. it features one of my favorite uh, jokes is when uh, it's Sam Jackson and The Rock are the original partner, right? Like they set yes. up that they're, because like, yeah, they're the so, badass cops. Yeah, so they're the badass cops. They're on the roof and they look down yeah. at the bushes. They go, yeah. aim for the bushes and yes. they both jump and it just immediately cuts to the funeral. Yeah. It's like, no, I don't know what they were thinking yeah. leaping off of that building. It's a really good, really good hard laugh on that. Yeah, yeah. there's some great shit in there. And that funeral scene has the other big sketch premise that they give Keaton, which is, uh, or Wahlberg and Farrell start whisper fighting with uh, each other yeah, at the yeah. funeral and then Keaton comes in to whisper break it up yeah. so they're whispering fiercely at each other that he was and goes what the hell's the matter with you guys <laughs> like it just, it's doing the police captain scene but at a whisper it's very so funny fun. just so like good fun. simple shtick to give him yeah uh, so that that felt like a cool like comedic return because he'd been doing like weird action movies and playing the president in like first daughter and stuff you know oh, he just started right. like playing some dads and random stuff yeah. and but what uh, anything recent of his that I, we should check out uh, well Birdman I think it oh, was the I, giant I enjoyed one that. right I enjoyed that. yeah I really liked it I feel like it's gotten a lot of backlash uh, yeah. since it was big and I and totally I think understand I, can, I, might, I mean it's fucking crazy yeah, I get it but I love Ed Norton and I love and I love Michael Keaton I think so. there's a million great performances in it yeah, yeah. and it, it, that felt like such a cool I feel like a lot of older actors like that will do that kind of Oscar Beatty movie where they sort of play themselves. Yeah. And this felt like a very cool, well done version of that. Right, right, right. And uh, I thought it was a crime that he didn't win Best Actor for that. I thought that was <laughs> long overdue. I forget. It was yeah. uh, somebody also very good, but uh, <laughs> but Ke- they had that shot of Keaton put his speech back in his in his uh, lapel and in his uh, shirt pocket or coat pocket. Like they someone caught that on camera. Oh. The guys. I know that broke my heart. Oh, well, I was I like, didn't, oh my god! I mean, of course, everyone has to write a speech. Yeah, but that stresses me out. Oh my god! I wouldn't god. write it. I would. No, I would I don't honestly, th- yeah. I would not write it because it would be like that's just asking for like the most heartbreaking moment. Yeah, it's yeah. it would be so brutal to throw that piece of paper away later. Oh yeah, just be oh, like, do you save oh, it and let anyone else read it ever? That's no, like, I don't think you can. It's know, too insane. Crazy. I think you just got to do it on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just do a podcast of all. Michael Keaton, come on high and mighty and please, read, Michael. Read the please reply to our emails to come. Why won't you answer yeah. us? Um, and oh, then fuck, Birdman, um, right. Toy Story Three. He's Ken. He's the voice of Ken, <laughs> right. the Ken doll in that. He's very funny. It's true. He was in the Cars movies, which I haven't seen. Oh yeah, but he was in those. Um, I feel like there's like one other like giant uh, late '90s one that I'm forgetting. But uh, but then also more recently, Spotlight was like oh, his right. last. He was big, fantastic uh, in Spotlight. He's really good in that, and he's not doing the greatest Boston accent of all no, time. But to be fair, but, 
he's not the only one. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. It's one of those, you don't know who to grade against who yes, in that movie. it's very tough. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that is one it's of those. It's not a fucking Mark Wahlberg, Peter Berg movie uh, where you know everyone. Yeah, you're like, all right, they got it. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I think they got it. Yeah, they got it covered. <laughs> Did you but, see the uh, the Boston? Boston, uh, the Boston? bombing one, what was it? Uh Patriots Day. Patriots I Day. I didn't yeah. see it. No, yeah, no. no, I, I was did. just like, uh, I don't I know. Yeah, it was. And it, it was, what was it like? It felt like it was. It felt insane. It yeah. felt like uh, Mark Wahlberg was shooting it on the fly with the director. Like he was I like, bet. "Come over here, come over yeah. here." And he, I'll say some Boston stuff to these people. He's literally like, he's got a limp in the movie. He like hurt his leg, and he's like limping and screaming oh in a Boston accent for the whole movie as like a cop. He's like, hey, let's go here, you know? Like, uh, it's just like I'm nonsense. very bored by the idea of yeah, that. I, could, I couldn't believe I, and I was like, this is a boring movie. But underrated movie, Stronger, uh, yeah, that's Jake Gyllenhaal, Jake Gyllenhaal. about the, a dude who gets injured. Yeah, he was yeah. really going for the Oscar with that, and I think, well, I guess it would be eligible this year, Maybe? I think. No, I think it was too long Less, ago. But yeah. Uh, yeah, that looked really it's, good. That one is really good. Jake Gyllenhaal's great at like hardcore yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, he's like, he'll really, go for he it. Seems to, like, in, be, like, he seems like he might be an intense guy to be around in real life, Yeah, but it works in that movie. Yeah. movies, And it, it's weirdly funny. Like He's, he's got like this whole that's Boston cool. family. Like, Fun. Literally like... Uh, rescue me re- actors, you know, like yes. Dennis Leary's Boston comedy friends. <laughs> yes, like there's yeah. like Bill four, Burr's here. Huh, yeah, that's four, weird. He is. Is he? Yeah. Hell yeah, Bill, Bill Burr. Burr is like a brother uh, or something like that. Bill Burr rocks. Like, yeah. Well, I know he's the brother in uh, the Heat. Oh, is that what I'm thinking? of? You might be thinking of that. Okay. Well, he's, because uh, that was the ultimate for me. Like, great, Bill Burr's here. Yeah, like, perfect. It's so fun. Walk on through, man. It's hey, awesome. Squ- to see like you. his bit about like you can't just r- go up to a kid at the mall and rub his head and go, "Hey, squirt yeah. anymore." <laughs> it's like that's. Yeah. All know. That's a weird one. That's such a funny. Oh, I just remembered a very specific Michael Keaton entry, Jack Frost. Oh shit, that was you're, a that's super the one you said weird one. That's the one you said you watched instead of Clean and Sober and Pacific Heights. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> twice. Yeah, I shelved those two and was like, Nah, let's go with the tried and true. Uh, no, that's like because when I said, Do you want to do High and Mighty? You were like, Yeah, I'd love to. I want to talk about Jack Frost. I'm like, Can we blow it out to like maybe talking about? <laughs> no, no, I just want to talk about his uh, weird '90s supernatural Christmas. Comedy, but not vehicle. Yeah. yeah, that's the one. It's a. Nightmare. It's like Mrs. Doubtfire. Like he dies, but he's like, no, it's not like Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> yeah, you know how the first. Actor no, but Mrs. He, isn't he like a he distant dies. dad because yeah, he's, he's in a band? He's, he's in a band, and this one uh, hits close to home because my dad is a semi-professional harmonica player. Is he really? Yes, and, and a current snowman. And a current snowman. <laughs> Yes, he, he passed away several Christmases ago. We didn't know where he was, but then I found him in the yard, and our relationship is now stronger than ever. It's insane. Yeah, so it is a, the premise is he's like a, a dad. harmonica player, harmonica player dad who's in a blues band in Colorado, and he's got to go do a gig on Christmas Eve, kid. He's sorry. He'd love to be here, but he's got to hit the road. And then uh, he plays a shit gig. Like, or no, I think that he even gets like halfway there, and then he's like, they get caught in a snowstorm. And he's like, what am I doing? And he like turns around to go back and dies in a car wreck and then comes back as a snowman that his son builds on their lawn and kind of haunts the family right, and like then like an helps his wife find love again. Yeah, and then does, do I remember the snowman playing a harmonica at one yeah. point? Yeah, oh yeah, 100%. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, 
I'm high right now. I'm like, I was probably stoned when I watched this movie. Do no. I remember yep. a fucking snowman plays a snowman in the movie? snowman plays in the movie. <laughs> yeah, and the snowman is horrifying. Yeah, it's, it's terrifying. Just, like, really scary to look at. Wasn't there also like a, a snowman movie with like a similar yes. name that's like I think a it was also called like Jack Frost. Or like Killer Frost or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. And it's the same exact shit, but he's a psycho murderer. <laughs> right, so yeah. it, it is an evil snowman who is animated exactly the same as the <laughs> right, Michael Keaton yeah. one. And I think they came out pretty concurrently. It was yeah. a deep impact Armageddon <laughs> situation. A volcano Dante's Peak yeah, situation. And yet yeah, this one was like family friendly and then like hard R, like <laughs> right. a slasher movie. Whoops, took the kids to the wrong one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, that was that rem- uh, blown away. Uh, was uh, there's the Tommy Lee Jones yes. uh, IRA one, but then there's also a Nicole Eggert sort of like psychosexual yes. drama. Yes. And one time found the wrong, got the wrong one from the video store, unbeknownst uh-huh. to my parents, and it was a winner. <laughs> yes, always a treat. When you're it like, worked well. well. <laughs> I was like, wait, I like this movie even more. <laughs> um, yeah. here, here's a thought experiment to sure. take us out of here. Let's, you can cast Michael Keaton. Wow. In a the way movies are being made now, is there a Marvel character, a Star, a character, or a movie? Oh, and he's where you played want- a Marvel character. Oh, right, yeah, he, he was, was great. Spider Man. Oh, wait, and he was very good in yes, Homecoming. Yes, he was very good in Homecoming. I totally forgot. Yeah. Uh, my only gripe with that uh, is, I think the movie undercuts his performance when early on he zaps one of his henchmen with a laser beam and kills them. And I liked that. And then he goes, oh, I thought I had it set to stun or whatever. And I was like, no, have him kill that guy. Yeah. I was like, I don't need this like family-friendly like Marvel version. I was like, have Michael Keaton be this crazy. Yeah, he's a nut, he is a nut job. We're yeah. going to see him go a little crazy. He's crazy yeah, in yeah. that movie. Yeah, I really like that. I thought that was a good turn yeah. with, spoiler alert, but a good turn with him as uh, Mary Jane's, or not Mary Jane, the other girl's dad. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought that was like a cool thing, a good use of like the Peter Parker character it felt like a good peter parker specific he's the one superhero who could be young enough to go over to pick a girl up at prom and the dad is the villain you know like it's he's the only one who could pull off a twist in this vein yeah like making the girlfriend's dad already a scary character in a rom-com or whatever into a villain in a marvel movie is a very fun very peter parker Uh, kind of idea it was good and i like and casting him as a Birdman again was great yeah what the fuck why not run it back marvel's like okay this guy can do the bird yeah. stuff <laughs> we're gonna put norton we, in this we trust you yeah really yeah <laughs> we're gonna give norton another crack yeah why God, what did happened you see there? ed norton at the fucking bruce willis roast yeah, by I saw some clips of that yeah that yeah, was yeah. wild it's a little weird he just is like he's one of those actors who it's like nah you're not built for this kind of thing you're an actor guy you right know? and like, he like what know? he does was really what he did was a really interesting bit and it was like well written and he yeah. like he nails it yeah but it's kind of weird it's strange. <laughs> but then bruce willis kills him back when he goes yeah. only ed norton would show up and talk about himself for eight yeah, minutes that was <laughs> was like great. so fucking that was really good. good yeah. yeah that one of my uh co-workers at kimmel jesse joyce writes for the roasts oh and yeah i think he he, he, think he wrote guy. a good amount of um bruce willis's material oh, which is awesome. cool yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i know it's like that's very cool i'm down with that because <laughs> bruce killed it yeah he, he well. was great and, and there's some really the strong surprise demi spoiler surprise alert. demi yeah that's spoiler awesome. alert on the central <laughs> <laughs> roast of bruce willis but uh, i mean i think we called spoiler alert on beetlejuice <laughs> yes sorry uh he's only in 20 minutes of the movie okay so anyway back to your thought experiment so let's pick like let's 
let's pitch a movie for Michael Keaton. Yeah, like, what okay. what role would you like to see Michael Keaton play, and what type of movie? That's really interesting. I feel like, I mean, obviously, the mode I like him the most in is that kind of like Beetlejuice sort of weird or like night shift kind of riffing guy. But he sort of aged out of that a little bit, so yeah. I wonder if that would actually be the best for him right now. I feel like. Um, I almost, you know what would be cool to see him in? This isn't necessarily like a would make me the happiest, but it'd be cool to see him in like one of those, like uh, one of the movies Bill Murray gets of like a Broken Flowers or right, a, a, like yeah. a kind of a sleepy indie, like a sad kind of Oscar Punctuated by like interesting choices. Yeah, like a, right. one of those Wes Anderson. He'd be yeah. great in a Wes Anderson oh, movie I, too. He, I get, I can't believe he hasn't broken through as, a, like as a white who... man actor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, weird. Weird that he hasn't hired that white guy over 50 to be his dad in that movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I would say, because I'm trying to think of like Michael Keaton as a dad, but in leaning into something that I would love to see him do. And I was thinking like, I don't know what the exact uh, roles are, but like the dynamic of Sean Connery and Harrison Ford in, uh, Last, Crusade. in Last Crusade. So like... Uh, the dad yeah. of a action hero, That's or the da- really or good. like the very age, like the witness in a crime that uh, the cop that has, has to, to protect, yes, yeah, yes, or something yes, like yes. that. Something yeah. to get Michael Keaton in I an like action situation as the, his older, fast talking. I self. like that a yeah. lot. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, you yeah. cast him as the young action hero's dad. The stupid pitch I had in my head first that I uh, I, I generalized was he's a retired cop yeah. who's one of his cases is bumped back up by a younger, like sort of like sure, tough so cop. He's get and now he's like, he's like, I got to go get this guy's help, and he's like, wow, he seems to actually know his way. Even though he's a wise ass older dude, yeah, that's fun. You know, he's into gambling. Or yes, something. Yeah, yeah, right. He's sort yeah. of kooky like that. Yeah, that that's a fun oh, uh, fuck zone put- for him. P.T. Anderson needs to fucking direct. That Keaton. would be huge. You gotta yeah, because I would like to see. Cause, oh, those are that's another uh, one of my favorites of Keats is him and Jackie Brown oh, and Tarantino's so Jackie Brown oh, yeah, yeah. as a great cop, just like a perfect like like Sam Jackson has that great line about him of like he's a cop who loves being a cop, <laughs> yeah. and it comes about halfway through, and then it really informs how you watch the rest of those scenes. And like, yeah. when he like turns his chair around backwards and chews a bunch of gum and shit, and you're yeah. like, this is great. He's this, awesome. Yeah, like he's that. so good at that. Yeah, that would be cool to see him get in maybe some of those kind of, or even like a Scorsese sort of movie of like one of those, a David O. Russell kind of movie, one of those like cool prestige, like hardcore ones, like a Paul yeah. Thomas Anderson. Like um, P.T. Anderson makes me think of that because like you can get like a role in a movie that's only in it for, you know, like 20 minutes. Yeah, that's like, yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's only like in Martin six- Short in Inherent Vice. Did yeah, or yeah. Uh, like Tom Cruise in Magnolia, Magnolia you know, yeah, like yeah. something where you're like Molina in uh, Boogie Nights. Exactly. Yeah, like some like sort that. of role like that where you just give yeah. him, let him do something big and crazy. Yeah. A cokehead, maybe, like just yeah. seeing him coked up in that a would fucking be period piece. Yeah, <laughs> I would like to see like long, uninterrupted takes of Michael Keaton. I guess what I want is to just stare at Michael Keaton. For as <laughs> well, long yeah, well as possible. I guess what I'm pitching is like a long monologue riff from Michael Keaton. <laughs> yeah. Let's just watch his stand up. <laughs> yes. We just want to see an hour stand up special from Michael Keaton. Yeah. Are you listening comedy central <laughs> yeah please please stop your embargo against keaton stand up keaton the hour <laughs> you know the people want it so bad oh i would fucking yeah. we should write it yeah we him. should write michael keaton's hour of stand up <laughs> just do you remember when i was in pacific heights <laughs> do we get, we like, get yeah. can we get rich enough to have that make to make that work like yeah. it's like sort of like a hey michael keaton we'll give you a hundred thousand right. dollars if you just let us film you for one yeah. hour reading shit we wrote <laughs> 
He'd be like, did you kidnap me? You know, like, yes, like, yeah, yes, we did kidnap you. But it's really easy. Just yeah, re- 200,000? <laughs> yeah. Hear me out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, speaking of Comedy Central specials. <laughs> Look what I did there. <laughs> Not ham-fisted nope, at all. The perfect segue. Uh, uh, Devin, well, first of all, thanks for coming on Hi Mighty. Thank you uh, for so having me. I'm yeah. a big fan of yours and of this show. So yeah. it's a real treat to End be of here. Keaton. Look at that. And all Keaton. fans all, all day long. Things, yeah. yeah. Um, but you have a Comedy Central special coming out. I do. I have a special, the half hour special coming out on Friday, October 5th at 11 p.m., I believe. Hell yeah. Is when Get it should that be. Friday night at 11 Friday slot. At 11. Set your That's DVRs. What everyone's doing is no <laughs> one's out doing anything at that time. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, you are You are definitely at home yeah. awake. You are not either uh, You are not either out yes. or asleep. Yeah, really. That's, yeah. And you've really planned your evening around the yeah. 11 o'clock You're just TV finishing thing. dinner at 1045. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Your 9.50 dinner you sat down to Yeah. Anyway, I love Viacom. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I would love another one. Yeah, well, I, yeah. I'm trying to get one. Please let me go. Yeah, please get gamers on there. Please let us come back. Holy shit. Ke- give Keaton one. Let me write it. <laughs> yeah. We're a package deal. <laughs> we, me, Keaton, and Devin. Yeah. He's like, have you guys gotten Keaton signed off on this? No, don't worry no, about we'll it. Get it. We'll, we're going to unzip this duffel bag yeah. he's in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Once uh, we yeah. offer him light and food, he'll yeah. let us. <laughs> he'll, he'll do anything. So yeah. Friday, October 5th, Friday, at, October 11 5th PM. at 11 p.m. I believe. And yeah. uh, shot it last year in New Orleans, and I'm really excited for people to see it. Oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah. And uh, wh- where are you at on Twitter if people want to roast you for not seeing Pacific Heights? Yeah. Yeah, and also, please. I bet you, uh, here's the or best part. the founder. I, I hope. I, oh, I, I, I like the founder. One. I heard it was good. because of him. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. that great. I know. That's why I wanted to yeah. see it just for <laughs> Dave Horowitz and I have a standing day. We like for a year have been like, we need to watch that movie together because he's a huge Keaton head. Yeah. And uh, we just have never scheduled it <laughs> for a year. God, dude. Life gets in the way, doesn't hey, it? Man. <laughs> These important priorities. Yeah. And I would love it, by the way, if everyone starts to roast. I'm like, roast him for not seeing Pacific. And yeah. I have the movie name wrong. Like, yeah. It's like, yeah. it's Pacific Blue. Yeah. Rest of it, I see Crown Heights. Yeah, or whatever, yeah. I would love to be absolutely yeah. wrong. Because like, neither of us are just, yeah, we didn't look this up. Uh, I didn't even look this up before you came yes. over, which is something I definitely could have done yeah. as the host of a podcast nope. who knew the topic. Why do it? <laughs> Why do it? I'm not trying to work. Yeah, exactly. It's Monday morning, baby. Yeah, fuck it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, and then uh, I'm on Twitter at that Devin Field. D-E-V-I-N. D-E-V-I-N. Yes, yes, an important distinction. Yeah. I know. I need to get a better handle. It's one of those that I got early on and then within a year was like, that didn't, that's not very good. Well, what, what else are you going to get? <laughs> well, I couldn't get at Devin Field because a little stoner kid in Canada had yeah. it and he would just tweet like, parents suck. Yeah, <laughs> I, could, I, like, I couldn't have sucks. at Gabris because some like uh, Indonesian woman had it, but she had it and I uh, never tweeted and in uh, 15 years <laughs> they were lying or whatever. So I just got it. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah. I, I killed her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I flew it into Indonesia. I killed that woman. And uh, it's worth it because I knocked the J O N off my Twitter. Yeah, thank God. People had to, branding. Yeah. It's so important, you guys. Uh, yeah. But you can find me on there. Yeah. That's where I'm at. Uh, roast us for what uh, we got wrong about Keaton movies. Yeah, please, but also so let much. us know if you're low key Keaton performance or your favorite Keaton joke in any one of these fucking yeah, movies. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Devin, thanks for coming on. Thank you, John. Uh, Bye, shitheads. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>